2: Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and then use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Thursday. Cubs fans out there as we get ready for the winter meeting starting next week. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody DelMendo, Ryan Herrera. Tick-tock, we're into December and the question is, will it be a long December or will it be a December to remember? And it's all up to Jed Hoyer at this point. Listen, I don't know how many times we can start the podcast this way, but here we go. Yeah. I mean, we're going to do something. I, I'm waiting.
0: <laughs> I'm waiting for Stucky to just, you know, how when we do the, the when you say the DraftKings line every show, yeah. like it gets embedded in your brain to like, yeah. you just know how to say it now. I'm waiting for you to just have the same star of the show <laughs> uh, and see if you don't even need to like, memorize it anymore you know what i mean like i guess it has been different in every day but like it's yeah, along really. the, the same lines
2: <laughs> we should have we should have like a tick 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 like a 60 minutes type sound as we wait every time <laughs> for something but, to finally happen here's what i think ryan is headed you leave sunday and yep. then you get there in san diego beautiful by the way what yeah. a gig you, you get, get to go to the west coast and 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 no in december yeah Sunny is 75, Ryan. I'm- it's the, it's the bomb. San Diego is a lot of fun too. For work, man. For work. I, I don't I care. St- are you staying in the hotel? <laughs> do you know where is your hotel in the hotel where the stuff is going on? Uh, I don't think so, but it's I I, I I'm pretty sure we're close. So, well, oh, and there's so many we'll good run right over there. So many good places in San Diego that uh gas what do they call the gas yeah. gas lamp or gaslight whatever it's called. I think it's called gla- gas lamp. Gas lamp. Yeah, that, that's a it's a really nice area. I do have one place I want you to go while you're there. Uh Uh, We went on vacation there for, like, a long weekend maybe four years ago, three, four years ago. The Donut Bar. I looked up, like, top top donut places in America. This place was solid. It was up there with do-right. Let me tell you. I got my Cubs hat on, and I I sort of uh, unlocked my jaw there a little bit, like uh, (laughs) –
1: Yeah, I could tell. I,
2: I got after that one, and I'll tell you that <laughs> it's um, it's worth a stop or it's worth a cab ride or an Uber if you're looking into it. That would be a suggestion of mine. Plenty of okay. places to get a drink. They should sure get that,
0: you should get that picture framed and hung at the CHGO office because it's very on brand for you. Put, put it yeah. in the Art Institute.
2: Uh Uh they have like good spot too they have like angel wings on a brick wall outside that you could stand in front of too ryan like that always good for your instagram they
0: should should take that picture hang it in that conference room that's in the office (laughs) just put it right like right there right next to that whiteboard that has all the writing that i can't read because it's in like donut bar in black marker whatever if if you're
3: talking food i gotta jump in
2: Okay, well, here, I'm just going to tell you, I we, we learned our, we were there for like four days, we hit it twice in the morning, the first time we went there, and they were out of a bunch of donuts, because after like 10 o'clock, the, the people have really picked through it, so don't wait too long, now, the other option is, if you have time, you go to Coronado Island, and they have, what's that, Hotel Coronado, they have uh, a Sunday brunch, where they actually have a Build Your Own Donut like fountain bar like you pick Whoa. out the donut you Oof. pick the frosting the icing the dots whatever the donuts aren't as good as the donut bar but the experience is Cor- i've been to coronado island yeah top is, notch it's pretty sweet yeah it's pretty
3: nice all right well two things one okay. you gotta go to the taco stand and get carne asada okay. fries Ooh, ooh, Think nachos but instead of chips delicious french fries it's, oh, how did I miss most, that? Is that it's new? It's the most amazing thing in the world.
2: Huh. And
3: the taco stand, I think there's multiple locations. It's unreal. I absolutely Ooh. love it. Now, okay. yeah. and then secondly. Y'all making me so hungry, man. I know. Well, I haven't eaten lunch because I did this this Chicago sports podcast, and now I'm doing this, and you guys gave me like 700 graphics to do. So I haven't eaten. No, no big deal. <laughs> blame Luke. Uh, it's the all, other blame. Thing, oh, it's though, all blame on and, Luke. And this is literally <laughs> the best thing about San Diego By far, there's a little town outside of San Diego called Cardiff. Okay. And there's a place in Cardiff called the Seaside Market. They have a, it's, it's a a tri-tip. Okay. Burgundy pepper tri-tip. It Ooh, is, they call it Cardiff crack. It's amazing. Now there's a stand at Petco. So I obviously it's off season here. So I, I don't know where they get it. I, we actually, my wife shipped me a couple of these for me to grill this summer. Uh, and little, little and, parts to grill. I did a good job. I was amazed. It was very easy to do.
2: There's did you delicious. follow? Were there specific instructions on how to grill it?
3: Uh, yeah, there's actually uh, there's a how to grill section right here on the website. I mean, there's there's videos. It's it's amazing. I'm telling you, Cardiff crack. It's okay. it's, it's all right. All right. Okay, I'll get I'm out need, of the way. Now. Need you let's like let's talk these. about nothing happening.
2: I'll huh. send you the donut bar. The taco joint sounds like an easy one. I don't try tri-tip yeah. Sounds expensive. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you, you know, get a sandwich though. They're they're amazing. A sandwich.
3: Yeah. of tri tip. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That, yeah they slice it up, make it a little sandwich. Ryan, bar.
2: I'll if you get a big enough piece of luggage, I could like <laughs> squeeze into that and just go there because, man, yeah. that sounds like a trip right now. I have another idea for Ryan that you know, not food related. I think we need Ryan to go there and uh, break his journalistic integrity and stir mm. some things up. Just okay. start throwing out the fake news around the lobby and get guys scrambling around so we get some deals made. Uh, I'm not above – I watched uh, the show called The Crown about, you know, the queen and all that stuff, and mm. Martin Bashir of BBC once got a, a big interview with a Princess Diana – about the divorce and all that stuff and he lied to her about the details of what mm. was going on to get the, the lock we, we might have to do something drastic like this, Ryan. Cody and I might have to start just spitting you like total garbage information about deals that other teams are making just to get uh, light a light of fire under Jed here.
0: We could we could be the new version of Bob Nightingale like the new joke yeah i mean the new baseball yeah. twitter joke we that's we that, that, that was harsh what, cody that was harsh yeah
3: what's, uh,
1: what's the uh what's the phrase you always use luke
2: it's um don't let the facts get in the way of a good story yeah, there you go, <laughs> yeah, there
3: you
2: go. The we should put that, that on his shirt man the, the rules of journalism number one right there <laughs> should be that should be a top one. um
1: <laughs> Mike Dubs says, "Start the rumor that Cash Considerations is at the meeting and looking for his next team."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes, yes, Mike Dubs gets it. He totally it's, gets oh, it. Man. Uh, I wasn't trying to slander Bob Nightingale. I'm just okay. saying, you know, it's it's a long, outstanding joke on baseball Twitter. We could we could just take it to another level. We could. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. I might have to because there's there's nothing going on, and you know when we talked about Jeff passing yesterday, yeah, discussing how like winter meetings should heat some things up, and you know, I guess we're we're just like looking forward to that because it's been a whole it's been a bunch of nothing for a month now, yeah, yeah. going on a month now, right? Like it's it's been a whole yes. month of nothing. What you talking
0: about, Ryan? Matthew Boyd re-signed with the Tigers today, oh, man. Mike
1: Mike Brasso
2: re-signed with the Brewers too. It's uh, big big time news, guys. Um, it's not. It's not. And Ryan, it's sorry to interrupt. It's not just an off season that's been nothing. The trade deadline was nothing. So literally, no. we've had just like eight months of nothing. So just like anticipation. It's, yeah, uh, it's like a better word. The trade
1: the trade deadline came. I remember you guys were on that that day you guys were on doing it for like an hour and a half like just waiting just in case something happened and then nothing it got to like five o'clock and and it was dead it was dead and then ken rosenthal put out that tweet uh was it wilson Contreras is not going to be traded or something like that and we're like ah okay there we go it was that's that's the feeling i'm getting right now and i don't think it's it's not going to end the same way i don't think but it Right right now, it's just, like, full-on full anticipation for, you know, hopefully not nothing. We're, we're on the one side of it. Like, it's all anticipation now. We need the shoe to drop. We just <laughs> need the shoe to drop.
2: Yeah, like, here's a perfect example was, you know, you mentioned Bob Nightingale, Cody, and it's like he's talking about Christian Vasquez to the Cubs really picking up steam. So now everybody's running with that on Twitter, like the former Astros catcher, and then the Astros possibly – doing the opposite and t- and signing Wilson Contreras, uh, Vasquez obviously doesn't power the needle forward for the Cubs. It's it's not going to sell extra tickets to Cubs convention, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a bad move. I just don't, I just don't want it to be the first move. I, I don't want it to be the first one. I want that to come like after a couple big deals and then they add Vasquez. So, What do you think about him as a catcher? I mean, it does seem like that's the type of guy they're looking for. Right. um, Until Amaya or whoever might be the next catcher after that. Right. I mean, former Red Sox, you know
0: how this team is or this front office is with former Red Sox. That's why Bogarts has kind of like been a trending name the last 48 hours. Um, But, yeah, to me it's, you know – I think it would be a very nice platoon with with Jan Gomes, right? Like, and, and, uh, you know, I was looking at his numbers this morning, uh, you know, 1.6 F4 last year, hit like 274. His slugging was like 399. So he's, it's not like he's hitting doubles and triples or homers a lot, but, um, you know, still hits for a decent average. His on base was not pretty either. But again, we're talking about a catcher. Um, I, I just think that, He goes well with Jan Gomes Um, when he's going to be 31 next year. So he's a little bit younger than Jan Gomes. And uh, I think honestly, with, with, with that situation, they'll just play the matchups a lot with those guys. uh, If they do in fact sign him, and uh, they'll be fine. It's just like when you lose a guy like Contreras, you know, no matter what position that he, that Contreras would play, you gotta, you gotta supplement, you gotta find a way to get, to replace that offense and so if you you're letting Contreras walk then you got to find a way to replace that and you know I've been very I wouldn't say loud but I've been very clear that I'm pretty much okay with the fact that the Cubs are just going to basically let him walk and I guess if he does go to the Astros the Cubs would get their second highest draft choice that they have uh, Mm -hmm. as as the comp pick which is which is fine whatever Um, we've, we've had, we've, we've, we've had our, we've aired our grievances related to that and everyone understands where we come from on that. But, uh, you know, my thing on why I'm like, I'm okay with it at this point is that my, the understanding is, is that the Cubs are going to make changes to make the roster better. Right. So yeah, I'm with you, Luke. Like I wouldn't, I, I hope Vasquez isn't the first one, but if he is, they better make a significant stuff soon after, Um, because losing a guy like Contreras, whether he's good at being a catcher or not, just depending on how you look at it, like, you're still losing some major offense Mm -hmm. for that position. So if you're going to lose that offense at that position, you've got to get offense, you got to you got to find offense somewhere else. Um, and obviously this roster has, has potential. There's potential. There's a lot of guys to like, but there isn't really any proven guys outside of Ian Happ now, you know what I mean? So um, I, I just, that's, that's my, my, that's been my take on the entire situation. The last couple months is just, you know, if, if you're going to let Contreras rock, walk, then you better make significant changes to the roster offensively that way. We're not sitting here and watching Contreras have a decent year with the Astros while K- Christian Vasquez or whoever isn't, but also your team isn't hitting anyway. So, you know, like that's the worst possibility if in letting Contreras walk for this comp pick. That's the worst possible thing that could happen. And if they do, in fact, let that happen, I will start to believe that it's more on Jed than it is on Cubs ownership, honestly.
2: Ryan, you you uh, you're a former catcher, right? I'm like a former catcher. catcher yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. So all, all state bullpen catcher.
2: Well, okay. All right. All, all state, state bullpen catcher, all state bullpen and, catcher. and and <laughs> a member of the CHGO softball team. So with oh, those yeah. credentials, along with now your baseball writers card and credentialed media, what do you think of this trend that the Cubs are going with the more defensive minded catcher moving forward than a guy that, you know, traditionally you go way back in, in, Baseball people would have said like people would consider Mike Piazza one of the greatest catchers of all time. Not Mm -hmm. defensively he wasn't good, but he was a good hitter. We see that trend shifting, and now the Cubs are trying to do what the Astros are doing, going defensively. Do you do you like that trend? Do you think it makes sense? Well, it's
1: weird. Well, first of all, if if this trend would have happened like ten years ago, I would have tried a little harder. I would have practiced (laughs) a little more, knowing that I wasn't a good hitter, but I was I was a solid defensive catcher. So maybe I would have tried a little harder, but. It all—I mean, it good offensive catching like it—it it never really became a thing. Like Wilson Contreras, obviously, is a good one, and there have been you know Buster Posey uh, is up there. Joe Mauer was a good hitter, um, but I feel like for the most part, like catching has always been about the, def- the the ability defensively and and being able to handle a pitching staff. So I don't necessarily think that the, it ever trended down. It just like some catchers became better. At hitting, like you know, catchers catchers eventually evolve to become better hitters. Yeah. Um. Like you know, you you figured it. How that's how baseball just works. Um. But I I do find it weird that like now teams are just like com- kind of moving back in the other direction of like we don't need the the good offensive catchers. We just need guys that can handle a pitching staff and, and play good defense. Um. It is a little weird because so much of like if you can have n- Yes, you, you, you want at least the eight good hitters. And if you have eight good hitters in your lineup, the catcher maybe doesn't make that much of a difference. But why also, why wouldn't you want nine really good hitters, right? Like, what would you not want a full lineup of guys that can hit the ball that aren't going to be an easy out? Like, that's one of the reasons, like, maybe why some people prefer the DH over letting the pitcher bat is like, why just have the pitcher go up, be an automatic out? If a catcher's that same way, like, like again, Martin Maldonado, who's like a great defensive catcher. And he, he, luckily he was surrounded uh, in, in that Astros lineup by a bunch of really good hitters, but he was kind of like an automatic out for, for yeah. <laughs> like, like, so well, why would in my opinion like, why would you want that? Why would you want someone who, you know, yeah, they could play great defense, but they can't hit at all. Like if it felt like it did feel like we were maybe going in the other direction of like, okay, you could play good defensively, but you want to be also be able to hit, but now team's going back the other way. It's, I don't know. It, it it doesn't. It didn't make. I mean, it makes sense, but it's also like I, I would I would want a good hitting catcher too. So if they could find the ver- the perfect balance of that, then maybe that you, they don't have to be the the in the top five of the hitters in your lineup. But if they can at least you know put the ball in play consistently, you know they get on base at a decent clip. Like then maybe that's the best of both worlds for you because you do want that defensive first catcher. I think.
0: Well, Vasquez okay. does bring like, you know, World Series experience. Like he was on that team in 18, right? And
2: so they, does so does Maldonado, a guy that they had and basically yeah. gave back gave to the Astros. Why yeah. didn't they just hang on to him a couple years ago if that's what they wanted?
0: Well, they had Caratini at the time too. Um yeah, yeah that, that that situation's a lot different in my opinion. He was on the Cubs for like two weeks, <laughs> something like that. I know. Uh the organization was much different much different standpoint at the time. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm with you, Ryan, like they need to have that good balance for a catcher, right? Like you can't just yeah. like as much as I'd love to have a guy like Maldonado, not Maldonado back just because of how great of a defensive catcher is. The Astros also just have a loaded lineup where his flaws as a hitter don't really show because he, <laughs> they have enough hitters where it doesn't matter. So like, yeah for a team like the Cubs now where you look at the lineup and you're like, okay, Ian Hap, all-star, say Suzuki trending (laughs) up. Nico Horner looks like a stud, you know? And then, you know, Christopher Morrell, you don't know. I mean, After those three that I named, like, it's kind of like, oh, these guys have some potential, but whatever, like, but not a lot of, you can't bank on a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the difference between the Astros and the Cubs clearly right now. And like, so with a guy like Vasquez, who I don't think that he's an awful hitter, but he's not one of the best hitters. You know what I mean? So, I, but yeah, like hopefully down the line, like Ballesteros or you know Miguel Amaya can can be what mm-hmm. Ryan is saying. Oh, um, and and I think. I do think Amaya has a good chance to be on the major league team next year. I just don't know when and if he can he just, stay on the field. Yeah,
1: he just has to stay on the field, like, <laughs> right. he, And it's Which not like one—it's not like one minor injury that just it is like. Is there are multiple different injuries that are affecting that, and that's that's the problem. Because what within like the last couple years, you know, a couple of years ago, he was a top two, top three prospect in the system mm-hmm. by whatever you wanted to, whatever rankings you use. Um, and he's obviously fallen in those in most of those rankings. And you're kind of like just sitting here, like you saw Braylon Marquez already get, you know, he, he's gone. Um, yeah. and you don't want to see that happen with Miguel Amaya because he was once hyped up as one of the top prospects in the system. And if he could come up and be a good catcher for this team after you let, you know, remember there was that report, I think, uh, Mark Gonzalez had it like in spring training that Contreras met. Uh, Amaya with dinner or at at, had dinner with Miguel Amaya kind of telling him to be ready to be the next guy, uh, the next guy to step up at catcher. Um, And there was a lot of that because there a lot of hype or excitement around that because he has kind of been pegged for that for a while. And so far has not had the opportunity because injuries have kept him off the field. So you definitely want to see him. If he's going to get that chance, you want to see it pretty soon, relatively soon.
2: I feel like the chat has done a pretty good job of sort of accepting this new philosophy of defensive first catchers and less focus. And, and the idea almost being like with the DH, you're still giving up one at bat, although a defensive minded catcher is still a better hitter than most pitchers. So you're kind of you're kind of a, taking away a little bit of the DH Uh, But still, you still would have a better hitting lineup than you would if you had pitchers hitting and a good hitting catcher. So, Mm -hmm. but I I just think it's hard to accept for a lot of fans, including me, because when you think about it, when you think of Jan Gomes' best games this past season, you don't think about games that he caught because that's a harder thing to see. You don't think about David Ross for the defensive job he did catching Lester and that you think about a home run in the World Series in his last at bat. That's just, That's what you remember players for. Like, it's just not a shiny, flashy thing Mm -hmm. that is easy to quantify unless you're really digging deep into the numbers. And and
1: that's – I was going to say that's why, like, when we talk about, like, like him, like, uh, you know, Christian Vasquez obviously would not be, like, the sexiest signing that Cubs could make because people would be like, who? There'll there'll be some people that are like, who? Who's that? Right. And, I mean, he may not have any of those moments, right? But he – Will play good defense for you. He'll probably handle his pitching staff relatively well. Um, and pairing him with Yon Gomes, who who has done that already this past season, like that's so you know that's one of those intangible things. Like maybe that maybe the Cubs have you know with their IV system, like have some way to actually quantify and, and put numbers to that kind of stuff. Um, but f- from the rest of us, it's kind of just the eye test and how you know how well are they doing, how well are the pitcher's doing with those guys behind the plate. Um, you saw it with Yon Gomes this year. christian vasquez can add to it like that's that's just something that you look at like okay like they're good behind the plate but you can't really like like you said you can't you can't really quantify that or put numbers behind this you can't like oh this guy did x uh at framing this year this guy did x at blocking balls like it's just stuff that you can't like think of so that's what or stuff you can't quantify like you said so that's why you can't really remember it none, none of that is memorable it's just it's playing defense. Like pe- people remember offense and any sport it's offense. And that's why stuff has always been geared more towards the offense. But those are the guys that do the little dirty work that help teams win ball
2: games. Right. Yeah. Tom says not shiny or flashy, but highly underrated. Uh, mm-hmm. I would put this next idea from Evan Altman also in that category. He's talking about a, a swap of former 2018 top 10 picks, first round picks, right? Nick Madrigal was the white Sox pick at, Four, is that right? Yes, I believe so. Yep. And then uh Jared, is it Klenic? Yeah. He was at like six or six, six I think. Mm-hmm. And he's an outfielder that's come up, has had two stints and uh played a little in 21, played again in 22. Uh boy has not hit well. Like his, his career batting average is like a buck sixty-eight. So that yeah. again, he's one of these. He would be like one of these projects, like one of these Cubs pet projects, right? Like very rarely do they work out, but Mm -hmm. I suppose it's possible you could find your diamond in the rough. The idea would be that you already have so many middle infielders. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know. Would you rather, would they rather take McKinstry than that? I I don't know. Like, I guess it's gotten good reaction on Twitter. People are like, oh, I'm in, I'm into that move. And I just kind of look at it and go. Eh, okay. Well,
0: the fact that you're, I think what you're what you're doing here is you're basically flipping upside with upside, right? Like yeah. both top ten picks, Madrigal, he's shown to be good,
1: right? Like that August, he's had, that, he's had flashes, he's had yeah. flashes being good, but he, but, mean, he, he, did, can't he stay, more but he can't stay on
0: the field, right? Like he's yeah. been injury prone. Even with the White Sox, he was injury prone, right? Um, and then you know, Kalenic, Mariners are on the West Coast. I'm not watching a lot of Mariners baseball. I couldn't tell you. (laughs) I I don't have an opinion, but just based off what we, if you just look at the numbers for both these guys, it's like you're basically flipping a guy with upside for another guy with upside because. At a position you need more. Yes, at at a position you you need more. And and it shows that, you know, if that were to actually happen, then yeah, then the Cubs better be signing like Correa or Bogarts or someone. Because you can move Nico Horner to, sh- to second base and, and let them play short. And then you don't have like all these, all these, uh, middle infielders on the roster. And then, and then McKinstry actually becomes a little bit more valuable for you because he can play those positions and, you know, give a guy a day off or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and then that Miles, whatever his last name, Mastrone, I keep thinking of pasta. Um, <laughs> you know, the guy they got from the race, like, I don't know if he's, a, he's Nascar, everyone,
1: everyone, Boney. everyone Boney. basically Boney, said Boney, Boney, he's Boney. like,
0: Everyone basically said he's like the, another version of McKinstry. So like, I don't mind having two of those guys. If you can move magical and get a guy at, for basically this, that's basically the same thing, but at a different position that you actually need. Um, but like, again, that that's the basis of what that trade is. Like, it's not something that's going to excite me or, you know, change the team's outlook at least in the present like it's like everyone would be like okay well we'll see what happens but Mm -hmm. you know to me if that trade were to happen like within the next couple days that would then tell me that the cubs are definitely going to find a way like they will absolutely get a short a shortstop no matter
2: what if you're moving magical they're, they're pushing all the pieces in yeah like that 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 is what that trade would tell me but why wouldn't you do that after you sign Correa Oh. You know, I, I don't. And maybe that is the plan. Maybe that's just a backup <laughs> plan. I just thought, I'm just was saying, good. like that's yeah.
0: If that yeah, trade yeah. were to happen tomorrow or after we finish this podcast, I, that's me thinking. Okay, the Cubs are going all in to go get Correa or, or Bogarts or Swanson or someone. You know, what I mean, yeah. like, and that would be the only excitement that I'd get out of that trade.
2: <laughs> Joshua disagrees nice. with me, by the way. He says he remembers Ross for the backpacks and the great defense more than any home run. In the World Series, and I, 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 I mean, if that's that's cool if that's the way you remember him. I just remember him going off on the shoulders, and his last at bat was a home run.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but he was certainly known for his defense more than he was his bat. Oh, yeah. for sure.
3: <laughs>
1: um, I, I going back to that trade idea. Um, it's kind of funny because like you see a lot of people, like I, I, you know, looking at Twitter, you kind of saw a bunch of people that are like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Do it, do that trade." Blah blah blah, and I'm like. You guys realize Nick Madrigal has had a better, a way better MLB career already than, than Jared Kelenic, and that's that's kind of fun, funny to say because like the last year and a half of his career has been mired by injuries right. and like you know pretty like disappointing production. He's already he still had a better career than Jared Kelenic has already. Like what he had, Jared Kelenic had a 55 WRC plus last year in 54 never games. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. At least Magical's hit 300 in his career. He's never hit 200. (laughs) He he never hit 200. He's negative 0.0, negative 0.6 F4 in his career. Um, And then even looking defensively, he had a little bit, he was better in 2022. He had, where is it? He was, he was awful in the outfield defensively in, in 2021. Like he had negative 16 defensive runs saved in center field last season, 2021 season. He was better this year, but that's, you know, not a, that's not, not a high bar to pass. So, yeah. like, Nick Madrigal has had a better major league career than than Jared Kalanick. And so if you're making that trade, like Cody said, it's just kind of like, oh, a change of scenery upside kind of trade. That's, that's yeah. all it is because, to me, it kind of feels like you're trading down. Like, yeah. you're trading for a guy who's had some success at the big league level for a guy that has not really had any. It has been pretty bad in two, two separate stints in the big leagues, I guess. It's also it,
0: coming from the Nick Madrigal stand. Well, but
1: I'm saying it's like, I think, and I think the, the, I think the, uh, the like willingness to do that trade comes from like Cubs fans being like tired of Nick Madrigal being hurt. I think that's where it comes from, uh, Mm. versus like not really looking at what the other side is bringing in that trade.
0: It's, Um, I think it's just the casuals who think that Nick Madrigal just has no value whatsoever.
1: And, and they look at Jared Kalanick, who's like, (laughs) before he got called up in 2021, Um, was a pretty, pretty big name. And, Heads the same people up. that
0: think Strowman
2: sucks. So I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I all, all I'm gonna say is like, I see that deal and it's it feels so 2022. Yeah, you know? it's a yeah. it was it's just like it's like a, a a roster move that happens and you're just like okay whatever. Like I feel a little bit better about Madrigal than that, but at the same time, now they've piled up so many of. Guys, middle infielders, they can play a couple positions. I, I'm not so sure. Um, hey, tailgate coming up this Sunday. Uh, Ryan will miss it because he's going to be in San Diego, but we'll be freezing with the rest of the Bears fans out there. Actually, it's not supposed to be that cold, and we throw a party. <laughs> uh, the official CHGO tail, tailgates at Michigan and Roosevelt. We have a huge parking lot there. It's all fenced off. There's parking if you want to add that to it. Otherwise, 46 bucks you know, 46 defense gets you the famous 46 defense, gets you all the food and drink included with your tickets. So that's booze, beer, brats, Green Ridge Farms going to be hooking us up with the great meat sticks again. Um, Goose Island's going to be there providing um, IPAs and beers. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. And we look forward to it, getting you ready for Bears and Packers. If it's a tank job, it's a tank job. But we can still celebrate a little bit before the game. And Greenridge Farm is a local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of the all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. They are perfect for tailgating. We've had them out there. Happy hour, school lunches. These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick. They're a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest, jalapeno cheddar, and spicy chili. Delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making, and they're all natural, delivered a, flesh, a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. Not a flesh flavor, just flesh. a fresh flavor. The other would be disgusting. <laughs> uh, delicious. Let me tell you, they're in the refrigeration section at Costco, Sam's Club, and all your Chicago land grocery stores right now when you order any three meat products at greenridgefarm.com. Include a pack of meat sticks. They will be free when you use the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farms, simply natural meat. Last time we were there, I was walking around with, uh, I had a bratwurst in one hand and I had the uh, jalapeno cheddar in the other. I, I was ready to go.
0: How much... Uh, what's the weather supposed to be like? You're, you're the weather guy, Luke.
2: Let me, let me look. Yeah, it's freezing today. I to and it my has apple, me thinking apple.
0: about, man, this weekend's probably going to be cold too. And now I haven't checked.
2: Okay, I changed my mind. Sunny and 38 for a high. It'll be cold. It's still the, uh, warmer than long today. Long it feels like it's
0: like 15 out there today.
2: If it's windy, you'll need the long johns. That's yeah. for sure. And I will say, if you're coming out, dress warm because the sun, a lot of the time, is blocked by big buildings on either sides. You get... Glimpses of the sun, and people will go to the warm areas if it's real cold. But <laughs> and we get some, we get some heaters there. The yeah. food will keep you warm. The good times will keep you warm. Uh, the spirits will keep you warm. Yeah. And uh, speaking of staying warm this winter, by the way, uh, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in their communities. We serve, save money, and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer is going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually, and they last about two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that We'll start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy-saving tips or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to ComEd.com slash poweringbiz Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? Call us at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email businessee at comed.com or request an online assessment on their website, comed.com slash assessment. Cody, did I hear a dog? Yeah. During that ad read, what, what's Shaking. what's going on over there? The, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm what watching. check from the canines during this.
0: I, I am, I am currently watching a dog. Her name is Penny. We've watched her many times. She's a very good girl. Right now, she wants some attention, and of course, it's at the absolute worst time.
2: Well, she Back is. up
0: on the couch. You guys she want wants to see? Face to time is what
2: she wants. She yeah, wants there her. she
0: is. Yeah, there she is. She's
1: here. Hey, Penny. Yeah. She's uh,
0: a. Okay. It. she's a dachshund is that what they're called like the wiener dogs yeah Hell wiener yeah. dog yeah. Yeah, yeah, Do- yeah
2: dachshund that's what they're called right yeah yeah anyway Thanks.
0: shout out to jay from buena park He's in Portugal this week, and we're watching his dog.
2: Yeah, and if he's if he watches the podcast live on YouTube, he can see his dog right now. That's yeah, he could girl. he could yeah. She's as active as the Cubs front office at the moment. She's back there just laying on the ground. Absolutely, that was fair. That was a shot, and it was unfair. It was unfair. Very active next week. Very, it's very unfair active. to Penny.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's a very good girl. She deserves better than that, Luke. Come on, Mel. I apologize
2: both True. to Penny and to the Cubs front office. <laughs>
3: He's, you don't have to apologize to the cubs, he's out of
2: character as Cassio. Hey. It's
1: a home run. He said, I might not be able to put these heads this headset on again. That's right. Did you
2: see I'm Javi's happy. 30? El Mago,
1: birthday
0: yep. boy. Does that make you feel old? Because it sure make me old when I,
2: when I heard that he was like 30 years old today or whatever. Yeah, I can't believe he's 30. Yeah, like that just seems, I mean, you remember him being just like a kid.
3: Luke, you yeah. asked me to make you a graphic. I didn't. I just found a, a Google image of a cake that had Javi's na- name on it. So there's, your, you. there's your there's there's your your
2: graphic <laughs> for you. You, you could <laughs> come up with a uh, happy birthday, Omago. You just dug up a cake. Correct. This wasn't ever thrown in a dumpster outside Wrigley Field. Uh, no, or... that,
3: look at it. that. That cake's from Roser's Bakery, which is this my favorite hum- bakery in the city. Hum- Humble uh, Park. That looks yeah. like
2: a, that looks like Family's a cake. Family's from there. That cake I does look that. Good. I'm, I'm not sure it was delicious. <laughs>
1: The really? funny thing is, like, when when I think about Javier Baez, the number, like, the first thing that comes to my brain is that play in Pittsburgh last year. Yeah. And at, at, for some reason, I think everyone knows where they were when they saw that play. Like, I, I was actually covering that game remotely, like, from here um, last season. And I just remember when that play happened. Here you go. It's, it's coming on the screen. When this play happened. So I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm just sitting here, I'm watching, thinking it's an out. Yeah. All of a sudden, I see Javier doing this. And I'm like, sitting there, I'm like, getting closer. I'm like, I'm gonna reenact that. Like getting closer, And right here. I was like, hands on my head. Like, what the hell just happened? And then, and then, like, I was crying, laughing at this. at This point. This is Rizzo's this is the dumbest Rizzo's reaction is my
2: favorite part. Yeah. Rizzo like, it it, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah it's like, like I him I, and Justin Steele right there. Laughing
1: I was crying. La- By the time he got to, he in the first base. I was already like dying laughing because I'm like, what? This is the stupidest play I've ever seen in my life. How did this just work?
3: Yeah, um
1: yeah. Is, that's just El Mago. El Mago magic right there. You, you, Yo. wanna,
0: you know When I think of Javi Baez, I think of Amir Garrett because I'm a petty motherfucker.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the home yeah, run with the sweeping broom. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was actually at that game, the last, the last game I got to see him play as a Cub. Yeah, uh was But yeah, his 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 antics with Amir Garrett is probably my favorite thing about him and the 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 famous meme of him flipping him off um yeah good stuff uh it's my uh that's you know i i was very critical of hobby buys especially in his last few years um but there is nothing that there's no cub that we've ever got to watch that was like that was like him in terms of bringing an energy uh unmatched when it comes to that and uh a personality that like can really gravitate a fan base to make a guy to make you really like him. And that's why, like, I always laugh when people like I'll I'll, every time the MLB Twitter account will tweet a video of Javi Baez, you go straight to the comments and everyone's like the most overrated player in in baseball or whatever. And there, it's not that I think that he's overrated. It's more of just like, he's just does a lot of, fun things and honestly like he's Mm -hmm. he's perfect for like growing the game honestly like his personality and everything like that sure his numbers aren't as good as like they should be i mean he had the the almost mvp season and 2019 was really solid too but like he he definitely is a guy that you can completely understand why like the younger generation like loves him
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like this stuff was uh, fans just eat it up like we talked about wilson Mm -hmm. like where he's sweeping the broom and he just his personality and his ability to back it up with crazy athletic and intelligent plays sometimes he's i the cubs have never had a player like that it was for there were stretches where he was by far the most exciting he wasn't the best player in baseball but he was the most exciting player in baseball he did things like at the World Baseball Classic where he's putting the tag down and he's not even looking and he's running off as he's tagging the guy with the no-look tag. He had a flair that only Sammy may have matched as a Cub. And and Sammy's mm-hmm. flair came from hitting 60-plus home runs. Sammy had the flair and the love for the camera, but Javi had – an unbelievable flair for a guy that wasn't hitting 66 home runs he was he he just had this swag like he he
1: brought it it was it was natural to him and that's that's why like cody said like the younger generation gravitated so much towards him like you look at like the older like old man yells at the cloud type of generation that probably hated some of the things he did um and, and some of the you know just the emotions that he brought out every single game but he was a guy who was You know, he had his struggles offensively and even defensively he did too. But for the most part, he was like a guy that you trusted out there at shortstop. He was electric. He'd make electric plays that not everyone could make. Um, He was flashy, but he kind of, you know, he backed it up a lot. And, uh, you know, he just had that type of excitement that you want to see out of baseball players. Like, you don't want robots out there. You want guys who are really passionate, who are going to give you 100% every time they go out there. He's like Wilson Contreras, like. Wilson Contreras, maybe less flashy, but as a guy that had a lot of passion and went out there and played, you know, played his heart out every single play. Javi did that too. And, um, you know, I think I remember there being like a a time where he didn't run out a a ground ball and and David Ross benched him. I might be misremembering that. Um, And that was a big deal because it was like Javi never does that. Like Javi never did. And I think, I don't think he ever did that again. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just like the kind of player he was. And that's why, people liked him so much. Like I remember the quote that David Ross had after that play in Pittsburgh saying like, he just, he kind of plays the game like a kid. Uh, and that's why people fall in love with him. And that's, that's, that's it. I guess the whole thing to me is like, Javi buys just plays like he's playing a little league game and he's just better than everyone else.
2: Well, I mean, here, here's a guy who made tags and slides highlights on yeah. ESPN on a nightly basis, right? Like, he made two things that are about as boring as you get in baseball. The only thing he could have made exciting that he didn't was like a walk. You know, like he, literally <laughs> yeah. running. he made running to first base, as you saw in that base running play, like the most exciting play of the year. He made slides where he would stop and then reach around and get mm-hmm. the base thrilling. He made thrilling plays at shortstop. So the people that say like he struck out a lot and he was overrated – listen, that's all for you. All I know is he brought great excitement to the Cubs Mm -hmm. fan base and he was on the World Series team. Like, just stop with it. That doesn't mean it wasn't time for him to move on. He's one of my all-time favorite Cubs for the flair that he brought. And that's coming from an old guy. (laughs) You're you're talking about the old guys who get angry. You didn't do the fundamentals. I did, but I forgave it because nobody thought to stop running down to first base and it ends up scoring a run and he ends up at second. Like, he did that too, so like that balances out the times where he was swinging from his shoelaces yeah. and, and would strike out. Sometimes was he frustrating? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. But if you say one word about Javi Baez, it's got to be exciting. Yeah. It, it has to be the word exciting. What else could it be? I would lean to say that
0: in when he did walk, it was exciting because it was very rare. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like anytime he walked, yeah. Okay. Pete Pub's Twitter would tweet Appreciate. like the alarm the alarm emojis and would just in all caps Javi Bias just walked like it was a big deal when he walked man like i don't know i again i said i was critical of him when he was here but yeah. that the thing was is that i he clearly had the the talent to be better than what Chris Bryant or or any of those other guys ever had, like they could have, he could have been way better than those guys. And I always just thought if like, he could just put the, if he wasn't going to walk more, if he could just put the bat on the ball a little bit more and strike out less than 30% of the time, then man, you got yourself your own version of Manny Ramirez. Like the guy could, when he actually hit the ball, man, like it was electricity at Wrigley field or wherever he was Mm -hmm. playing. And it's just, that's that was what was frustrating about me or about him to me. That said, there were plenty of clutch moments that he did have. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I agree. Like it did kind of even out. Um, but the, the last two years that he was with the Cubs, it was especially with the whole contract extension thing. Like, I don't know if that weighed on him. And clearly, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like it didn't at this point, considering how bad of a year he just had with the Tigers. But like. When you have that distraction but also like you're wanting to get paid like one of the top shortstops in the league and for him to play like he did like out of all the ones that they traded he's the one that I don't really feel bad about the most and and it's not even because of PCA it has everything to do with just like I didn't I don't know if he would have aged well with the Cubs
2: no I, I agreed all, all of that stuff I'm just accepting who he was when he was on the Cubs. Right. Like at that point, it's like he's not going to turn into the next – he's not going to be A-Rod at short or wherever you wanted him to be as the all-time great at shortstop. He's not going to be that, but he's one of the most exciting players in uh, – you could say he's one of the most exciting players in Chicago sports history. You could put him up in that. I'm not saying he's the greatest. I'm not saying he's covered in trophies. I'm just saying that yeah. De- he, he's he's Devin Hester. You know, people think Devin Hester's a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying Javi's a Hall of Famer, but it was that same type of excitement. When Javi did something, people were talking about it for a week at work. Like, did you see that slide? He made a slide. He stopped completely. Or when he stopped going to first base, like, he did things you're not used to seeing on a baseball field. He has more
0: gifts on Twitter if you just (laughs) search baseball probably than anyone else. Like,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like looking at the stats right now real quick. And I'm like, I don't remember who won the gold glove in 2019. It was not Javi Baez, but he had 31 defensive runs saved and 31 outs above average at shortstop. I'm struggling to figure out no one, no one beat those numbers. So I'm struggling to figure out how he didn't win the gold glove that year. That's insane. Yeah. That's his best defensive year by far. And he didn't win the gold
2: glove. Unfortunately led the league in errors last year. Yeah. Well, happy birthday to El Mago. What a great nickname, too, by the way.
1: Also, happy birthday to Brandon Hughes.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Former
0: outfielder Brandon Hughes, who (laughs) retweeted us this morning.
1: Yes. Former outfielder, now Southpaw (laughs) with nasty stuff, Brandon Hughes. Yeah. Uh, We tweeted the video of him striking out a
0: bunch of Cardinals. You wouldn't guess who sent that tweet.
2: Did you see the Padres are going to start wearing the Motorola on their sleeve? Yeah, what will the Cubs wear? Do we have any ideas of what the Cubs might wear on their sleeve? Have we
0: talked about this, like yeah, I mean, I I, I,
2: I, we have before, but I think it's coming closer. Like once, yeah. once multiple teams start doing it, it's it's coming out. It's gonna be bigger and bolder than ever. Hmm. Well, what, what would you like to see on their sleeve?
1: Well, I was gonna say like Something as far more, as like, like what I what I what I could, what I could see, yeah, yeah. like maybe like a Vienna Beef logo on the side.
2: Yeah. yeah, a wiener circle logo would be hysterical. It would. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's more <laughs> the wiener be so funny. Draft Kings. Maybe they put a Draft Kings patch on. Well, there. that's another good one, and I think that's actually very possible that Draft Kings would do that, right?
0: Oh, all the all the the all the Michael Coladas would hate it. No offense, Michael,
1: but yeah, yeah. Garrett Johnson says Portillo's please, and if they're smart, they would do that. Portillo's. <laughs> need chocolate to... cake shake or just the logo just the logo just the logo yeah. just put the logo on there you know what we should i think i said it, i might have actually said it yesterday but i would not be mad about chgo being sponsored by portillo's yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that every day let's talk about that at least once a day figure out how to like you know how cory and brendan figure out like how to reference the 2016 world series yeah in their podcast like i'm gonna figure out how to reference portillo's at every every episode from here on out
2: I like Do Right Donuts enough that I wouldn't mind seeing the Do Right logo on a sleeve. That's a lot of money. It's going to cost them a lot of money. It's a lot Uh of donuts they got to sell. But I have somebody right here that would be willing to eat those donuts and help them uh, stay alive. Do Right Donuts. Yeah. Possibility. Cody, what do you – go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going
0: to say uh, (laughs) if we're another local – another good local place uh, would be – I I I lost my I, I forgot Walgreens. <laughs>
2: Everybody Walgreens. goes to
0: Walgreens, Walgreens. <laughs> but just the W. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like a W. It looks like the Nationals. Yeah. Unfortunately, they stole the logo. Yeah,
0: right. Uh, yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. So
2: yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover Mal-Mati's? my face. With, what I'm about gonna, Cover my face with my Shady Rays. So. Shady Rays would be a good one.
0: Yeah, Shady Rays would be a Shady good, Rays would
2: good one. Be a good one. Uh, I'm Green also. Oh, Greenridge Farm. There you go. You know, put a meat stick on that arm. Imagine. What what about Connect, guys?
3: Connect Roasters. Connect Roasters. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I I I can see see that. Yeah,
2: I can actually see
1: that with the Ian Hap connection. (laughs) Yeah. That could be a thing. Imagine Christopher
0: Morrell with the Shady Rays with DraftKings on the logo uh, as the logo. I mean, that's Immaculate Vibes, and he's already a vibe, in my opinion. (laughs) You know what I mean, so old um, style. What about old
2: style? Go back to old style and throw an old style on there or Malort.
1: Well, oh man, please don't. Malort. Uh, no, we don't need that. Uh, I don't know. Mike Dub says uh, he needs the podcast sponsored by Portillo's. We, we're we gonna need his Portillo's connections. Yeah, um, oh yeah, he has
0: like those yeah. uh shoes or whatever.
1: Yeah, but the Portillo's I saw it on Instagram shoe.
0: like months ago. The Portillo Portillo's shoes. Yeah. Box. Portillo's yeah, Crocs. Crocs, yeah. Remember we yeah. had
1: that whole conversation about Crocs and like yeah. how we oh, all yeah, It was, yeah.
0: <laughs> was based
2: yeah. off Mike Doves with his Portillo's Crocs. That's right. But, but he's got Crocs.
1: Obvious Shirts
3: oh,
0: is a good one too. He's he oh yeah, be, does. yeah. Obvious Church.
2: What do, what are you uh, what are you betting on now? Uh, You've got um, Lipscomb's not playing tonight. Nah, Detroit I'm, Mercy's off. So what's what's the gamble play?
0: Well, you know, last night I had to put my Shady Rays on because I didn't have a great night. I had to block I had to block the negative energy out. Um, so today I'm gonna to take them off because I'm indoors right now, at least. The sun's out there. Uh, and also it's a new day on DraftKings. Um, tonight I'm taking Patriots plus three and a half. I'm like I'm I'm pinching my nose and I'm just placing the bet and then and, and, and we're riding with the Patriots at home is three and a half point dogs against the Bills. Um, I can go in more depth in a second, but also there's the, the NBA season. You know, I said to take the Bulls money line last night, that was dumb, but like there was a there was a there was a promo you could just all you had to do is opt in you could the first nba bet you placed you get your money back if you lost and i think it was up to 10 bucks if you put a $10 bet on the bulls to win last night you should have a $10 free bet in your draftkings account right now and you can use that on hopefully a better uh, something that ends with a better uh, uh, more of a sweat at least because that game was awful last night right um place on a different nba game because the nba season is heating up and there are Still so many unknown things, Uh, you know, there's you bet on the, the Bulls season win total to go below to, to go under at this point, considering how they've looked in certain games Um, when I'm looking to get on, get in on the action. I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do check this out right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win total rebounds and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win. Big. Download the app now, sign up with code CHGO, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's code CHGO, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in the YouTube description or in the podcast description. And again, I'm taking Patriots plus three and a half. We'll be at the Friendsgiving uh, party tonight at the CHGO office. Uh, I know there's a. I'm hearing there's a big like uh, ping pong tournament happening. Yeah, a lot of trash and, talking on. So, there, so there's like, going to be. Panels. There's you know, I don't know if DraftKings is going to have their their like odds on that, <laughs> but we'll be doing that. We'll be having good time. We'll have lots of food, and I'm going to be sweating the Patriots to lose by less than, <laughs> or less than four points. All right, like that, that's that's what we're that's yeah. what I'm doing tonight. Pats plus three and a half. Belichick as a home dog. Against yeah. a Bills team that barely beat the Lions last week, and they got their secondaries in shambles right now. I can't believe I'm betting on Mac Jones, but I'm doing it on Thursday it night sounds football. Sc- it
1: sounds scary. It's better It is scary.
0: scary. Again, I'm plugging my nose, closing my eyes, and placing the bet. And if you don't want to do that, put your Shady Rays on and do it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I was, it was I was thinking about it. like I can't – I'm pretty sure California, like – uh voted against along sports gambling they did, in the state so, so oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't i can't i can't take DraftKings out there but it's going to be sunny um and i can take my shady rays there's only there's only That's one right. pair of sunglasses that i want to take out there those are my shady rays shady rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive so they set out to change it you don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at shady rays have you covered shady rays are premium polarized shades you see them right here Featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You drop them in a lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. And even with that strong wear protection program, they still manage to make quality. that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges, you either love the Shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free. You can okay. get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades.
2: Put those back on, Ryan. Let's see them again for the people on YouTube. This is how we want to see Ryan work in the lobby at the San Diego Hotel at the winter meetings. I want- Absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be so great if you were in like one of our great CHGO merch T-shirts, and in the background of everybody's camera shot, just wearing those shades with CHGO. Yeah, it. I mean, it. Be, People be talking about it. Like, who's the yeah, who's, guy? Who's the guy with the reflector shady rays and the and the CHGO? Yeah. What's CHGO? What are the what what? What's with those reflector shades? We got to get 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 it going though because. Time is ticking, as we mentioned in the first segment. Like, time's running out here. Come on, man. It's December now. I put out on Twitter, what will be a poll that just threw it out a little while ago? What's going to be the first move the Cubs make at the winter meetings? Will it be a shortstop? Will it be a pitcher? Will it be a – combine these all three together, a catcher, center fielder, or first baseman? Or will they do nothing and the first move will be picking up somebody at the Rule 5 draft? I got some pretty funny responses so far, and as you can imagine, they're negative. Uh, I never would have guessed that on Twitter, no. Luke. Mick Medler said to me, it's going to be crickets from Ricketts, that's what. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> then he Good said, one, dude. Comes... Never heard that one before. Yeah, crickets from Ricketts. <laughs> St- Staley Bears uh, on Twitter uh, said, yes. whatever comes cheapest, and it's a picture of yeah, Ricketts in a – Devil costume twirling yep. his tail in the fire. Yep. Yeah. I, I assume mean, he... that's Michael Colada on Twitter. I would like him to uh, to it could uh, be to confirm or deny. I. I don't know. It looks like that, a, that a account gif, replies a with
0: gif. that gif every time.
2: I I don't know that like that'd be a gif. I don't know if he's young enough for the gif world. And then uh, somebody <laughs> has someone off the scrap heap. They have that as an option, and then they have a pile of leaves talking. And then Ryan says Jed um. and Tom every time somebody. Some scrub gets DFA'd, and I believe that's yeah. Garfield licking his chops in a plate. Well, not well. First, not much first of positivity. all,
1: I'm first of all I'm surprised Luke figured out how to put a poll on Twitter. <laughs>
0: thank you. Um, congrats. <laughs> to you will give you a hand. Thank
2: you. I think He's done I, that before. I um, give him more
0: credit, Ryan.
2: Thank Just you. Sure. he still doesn't know uh, how to get in Discord. Ever like. since I won the Jordan ones, I'm way more <laughs> hip on everything. <laughs>
0: He's stocked up. <laughs> Buy stock now I, on Luke Stuckmeyer, guys.
1: Yeah, I I honestly voted on the Rule Five draft. I think that may be the first thing that happens. Oh. And that, I think that's on Thursday. No, uh, two- if,
2: if if they Thursday. finish the winter <laughs> meetings without making a serious move, yeah. How
0: long? What? Okay. How long is it again? It's from Sunday to when? Thursday. Thursday, so Thursday you're, you're saying really... that that's on that, that that that's next Thursday, and you think that we're that first thing they do is going to be that.
2: Yeah. And Thursday, that's like pretty much generally oh the only thing God, that happens. Right. There's like a, there's like a, you have lunch with the GM and the manager sometimes. And then there's a Rule Five draft and everybody goes if, home. If you set the bar low, you can never be disappointed. <laughs> that's a great spin zone. All Put right. that on a shirt. <laughs> there you go. Set the bar low. You'll never be disappointed. Oh, yeah. Oh, chill. They say Rule Five is on Wednesday. So either way, Wednesday, Thursday,
0: Whatever oh, day it is,
2: <laughs> I, I still don't show. want
0: to wait another three
2: days. You know what I mean? I just it's want to be short show bro. of the week.
0: I want to come here on Monday and have something to talk about, bro.
2: Yeah, first move, shortstop. Period. Get it done. Push the domino. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks to everybody who uh, stopped in to chat Cubs baseball at one twenty on a Thursday afternoon when nothing and, has been uh, Again, if there's breaking news prior to the winter meetings. First of all, Corey and Brendan will have a podcast for you tomorrow, but we'll have breaking news and we'll jump in with a podcast live right away if something happens anytime this weekend. Before then, if we're at the tailgate and Ryan's halfway to San Diego and something happens, we'll find a way to get a podcast live on the air, get the chat going. Um, so pass the word that when the Cubs finally do something, we want this chat to be what the kids call lit. Am I right about that? <laughs> lit, yeah. We want, Fire. It lit. we want it to be a vibe. Live. Live. Live wants to be live also, yeah. yeah. Uh, but so we'll see. And, until then, uh, thanks to everybody for hitting the like button. If you haven't done that, do that. And thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Make sure you fly the W.